one night, my boyfriend and I were making out. Yes, you do. Right? You know, we're 21. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you saying that you had a paranormal threesome? Is that what you're saying? Oh, why? Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. Do I sound okay now? Is it the recording thing? You sound normal. Okay, thank fuck. Uh, we uh, are doing our first quarantined Skype episode right now. So it's yeah. our second quarantine episode, but our first Skype episode. We uh, are, uh, it's pandemic, podcasting in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And um yeah how are you I'm doing wearing my podcasting pandemic pajamas <gasps> me too i'm wearing my golden girls pajamas but it's the second day running yeah <laughs> at least what are days what anymore gonna, i know that's what i'm gonna tell you uh, i don't know actually no I everybody just... keeps going oh it's day 12 of quarantine and i'm like it can't be that long i know I feel like it's been four Honestly, very long days. (laughs) The only reason that I know what day it is, is the letter on the top of my medication dispenser. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) When we started doing homeschooling, uh, we we started doing like today is like Monday, March, whatever. So we've been trying to keep that up. At least we, it's like we've just been doing tick marks on like a prison wall. <laughs> like every day we're like, okay, it's another day. What's today? Okay, okay. Um, it doesn't really matter. I mean, when you have like a four-year-old who I know. he's been like on and off sick and we didn't know what was wrong. And we've, I've been on like the phone with the doctor and back and forth to the doctor's office. And is it COVID? Does it matter? Because there's no tests. Like da-da-da-da-da. Long story short, after seeing his tonsils the other day, which looked like two tiny golf balls shoved in the back of his throat. They did look there, like they had some mushrooms growing on them. Oh, yeah. And there was like oh, blood in his mouth when I looked. Oh, it was really bad. Babes. We had to go back to the doctor for like the third time. And they said that it's probably mono. Ooh, the kissing disease. So I need to talk to his little classmates um, because one of them has definitely come up to me and told me that they were getting married and that she was going to have a baby in her tummy. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Her mom also We've been told doing me that the, she... uh, the days of the week. <coughs> what? Her mom also. Wait. Oh, it's hard with the lag. Um, her mom also told me that she, the little girl told her grandmother that her new last name will be Quackenbush. Oh, I love that. We prior to quarantine. Mm. Prior to quarantine, we have some we have some lovely friends um, 
that they're they're twin boys same age as our kid and um we were out the other day well i say the other day before the you know could have been february (laughs) i think it was i don't know could have been october Um, and one of them one of them had to stop his mum and whispered to her and she said you i think you need to tell i think you need to tell you know your friend and he said i want to take you on a date and i want to marry you and he, he's he just turned you know he's not even four yet they haven't turned four yet and my kid was like eh all right <laughs> <laughs> whatever you were the first to ask so okay So when this is all over, we're taking them on a double date to the movies. Oh, adorable. Although we say double date to the movies, it's just an excuse to go to the movies and eat popcorn. (laughs) I mean. Sure. I mean, really, you don't don't need much of an excuse to do that. No. No. How how, how are you guys, other than, like, the homeschooling stuff, how are you getting through this? How are you feeling? Well, Um, also, you, you were really poorly. Oh yeah, I think I had I think I had the COVID for a minute. Yeah. Um I I did go and get a chest x-ray and stuff um and they couldn't give me a test because they didn't have one. Um <clears throat> So that was cool. Uh but yeah, I felt really really badly for a while like I had a flu that I hadn't had before. Um and it was just this like dry sore gross throat and like a dry cough and a tight burning chest that I had never had before and I like Mm. have had allergies and stuff my whole life so to not have ever had that happen before was just weird um but then you know my kid's been sick on and off and now my husband's coming down with something so we're just all quarantine after quarantine over here (laughs) Mm. um we're doing a lot of, I mean, really the only thing that's getting me through personally is art. I've been making things like, I mean, I probably have been making things more than I'm eating. And I've been eating a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly chocolate. Uh. There is nothing wrong with that. No, I don't care. I mean, it's funny because a few weeks ago I thought that having neck surgery was going to be like the big thing and then I'd be all healed up now out roller skating and walking around and dropping all that weight that I put on before surgery and now it's just like no you you need some more weight because mini eggs um well here's the thing darling we're we're in a we're in an unusual situation so it's like you know I like to think of quarantine as hibernation but you're awake so (laughs) You know, we gotta. We gotta do that thing. Right. I found my, I found myself feeling increasingly angry mm-hmm. and frustrated. You know, we've got a three-year-old who doesn't understand necessarily why she can't see her friends, why she can't go to preschool, why we can't go to the playground. Right, and we've been. You know, I spoke with her preschool teacher about it. And what we've been saying is. <laughs> so she got a tummy bug one time and she threw up on her shoes at school in the classroom, yeah. as you do. So we've been saying to her, remember that one time when you threw up on yourself? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, so there are people 
who are poorly who have that right now and so you know people are staying home and our friends are staying home and our teachers are because they don't want to get sick and we don't want you to get sick again because it wasn't nice puking on your shoes no so that's why we're staying home and I talked to her teacher and I said you know I hope I'm not traumatizing her and she said honestly that's the best way because they have been you know they've got you know some some child specialists that they've been working with to try and figure out the best way mm. and their thing was there are germs there are some germs out there that they're trying to clean up and we need to stay away from the germs so she said you know vomiting on her shoes next best thing yeah but yeah. you know it's I'm so fucking angry at the idiots who haven't been isolating because they don't think it applies to them because they're like oh well my age group it's not that bad well no because now we're seeing 18 year olds dying we had you know and it's just it's affecting so many age groups now and there was just an infant that passed from i know that's it's it's devastating and i mean you and i both have friends whose children are immunocompromised either yep. by genetic reasons or because of going through chemotherapy i have an autoimmune condition my husband has lung issues from when he was a kid he got pneumonia constantly up until he was like 12 mm-hmm. you know and it's just fuck don't it's be a selfish you. dickhead right. yeah like it's about all of us like stay the fuck home you know, and, and I'm not even saying many, it because it's a fucking hashtag. Like, just stay the fuck home. If you're single and you don't have like a family to worry about, how the how hard is it to sit around your house all day? Yeah, and like his, it is making me nuts having a four year old trying to like occupy his time and right. feel like I'm not like letting the screen time monster rot his brain but at the same time I'm trying to not lose my mind and like there's only so many things in like kinetic sand and play-doh and fucking my craft like magic bin that I can give to him that he's interested in right I can't we don't have a front yard we don't have a backyard we live in an apartment building like yesterday we were out on like the front lawn area where they've got like some rocks and plants landscaped and he was like digging in the rocks just playing construction and I'm like okay well don't pick up any dog poop because right. other tenants let their dogs poop here sometimes like but you're doing your best babes that's what you can do <laughs> I mean we're really lucky because we do have a garden we're very lucky but again she's confined to it but that's a quality problem that's a quality problem I think of our mates that you and I both have in New York yeah. and they're in what, like a 500 square foot, one bedroom apartment with a small child. They can't do shit. My sister-in-law you know? has got two boys um, who are like six or seven and like a year, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And they're in a small two bedroom railroad apartment. Yeah. Uh, le- what? I have to, I've got to say, and this is, this is when I think maybe we should have a second child so that oh yeah they can have a friend <laughs> instead of constantly mummy mummy daddy 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 mummy daddy oh, I love but, you I want to cuddle I, want I know to- but I will say you know we're very lucky that we have a kid and I know you have this with yours she does independent play really well 
Yeah, and he's got a great imagination. Yeah. I mean, he makes all kinds of stuff up. I listen to him playing by himself and just giggle because it's adorable. It's hilarious. And she, you know, but so here's, <clears throat> this is, this might come up as, off as political, but honestly, right now, don't give a fuck. I feel like nothing's political anymore because politics it's, has just turned into humane treatment or right. not. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I do know what no, I'm trying to say. No, I know. I, I can't it. say it. <laughs> so back home in the UK this week, they had an evening, 8 p.m. Everyone came out on their front steps, their front garden, hung out their windows and clapped and cheered and applauded for all of the NHS workers who were mm-hmm. working their asses off, putting themselves on the line. Right. My sister texted me to say they could hear car horns going off all over London, mm-hmm. fireworks, all this stuff. You know, and it was just they've also set aside special shopping hours. So over here and over there, they have the ones for the, you know, for the over 60s. They also have it for the healthcare workers because they're working bonkers hours. When they do go to the grocery store, it's fucking decimated. Yeah. They've done that over there. And they also started making preparations in January for this Mm -hmm. because they knew it was coming. Over here, they did the same thing in New York I don't think it was a nationwide thing. They did the same thing in New York this week. Everyone hanging out the windows, clapping and everything. I've seen videos of them and it's just like... Here's the thing. The intention behind it is lovely. But now I'm seeing medical professionals' reaction is, we appreciate the sentiment. We do. But we don't need... We don't need... You know, we understand that you appreciate us and it means a lot to us. What we need is protective fucking gear. We don't need, you know, we shouldn't have to depend on the general public to try and raise our morale when essentially there's, you know, they're signing up for a death warrant. You and I both have a friend who is an an anesthesiologist at the Mayo Clinic and she's intubating people multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. You know, she... She told us the other day, within 20 minutes of her first shift, she was having to do chest compressions. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, it's, um. It's not a fucking joke. Dude, it's, it's it's, not something that should be downplayed. I mean, we're way beyond the idea that, like, we're being alarmist. Like, I cannot believe how pissed I was a couple weeks ago. I mean, give or take even on the phone with family members, other friends. And it was just like, well, I don't really know if all this panic is justifiable. And then, and and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like thousands of people have, I mean, at this point it was thousands of people have died way less than have died now. And I was just like, what, why do you think this is a joke? Don't, don't call me an alarmist. Yeah. Like I'm sitting here, (laughs) I'm sitting here doing very normal practical things like I'm going to the store and I'm buying some extra bread and freezing it when I get home and then I'm also like hmm, those weird seeds that I've been hoarding for the last two years let me start sprouting those just in case like there's no fucking groceries at some point right I don't know because I've seen reports of like the grocery stores are fine and then I hear oh they've stopped checking things at the FDA like right. <laughs> I don't know It's all a mess. uh, It's all a mess. And it's very serious. And if you don't think it's serious, get your fucking head out of your ass. By the way, I'm saying poor connection. It's saying poor connection on my thing. Can you hear me okay? 
I hear you fine, and I do not see okay. core connection. Um, I got it. So I have to say, one of my favorite stories that I've heard recently, and I posted the video on our Instagram of the amazing people of Italy just having a fucking mm-hmm. stunning sing along. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Someone in New York decided to take it upon themselves to sing out the window. Someone walking down on the street down below walked by, shouted up, shut the fuck up. That's right. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Oh, I love it. I've, I'd, I'm trying to find our sidewalk chalk. I took a, you know, we've been taking our kiddo and our dogs for walks in the neighborhood, making mm-hmm. sure we cross the street. Our neighbors have been lovely. Here's a fucked up thing. And, you know, there's this weird thing. I think, I don't know if it's bigger cities but or I don't know if it's an American thing. People that are your neighbors, you never talk to them. Never talk to them. It's not everywhere. It is. It's just an LA thing, right? I've had neighbors that I've been very close with. No, no, no. I mean, it just depends. It's neighborhood to neighborhood. Is it? I've had places in New York where I have known everything about my neighbors, and we've hung out and chatted, and we knew each other's shit and whatever. And I've had other places where I'd be like, "Hi, hi, hi," for like three years, and they'd never acknowledge me. So here's the thing. Now, since this is happening, you know, we've got our neighbors, they've got the garage doors open, they're sitting in their driveway on chairs. We've got people who have written sidewalk chalk, lovely messages. And now everyone's saying hi. You know, granted, we're saying it from a safe distance. We're saying, you know, crossing the street or we're keeping our six foot. But they're stuff, you know, they're saying hi, how are you? And it's like, there, you can't. You have to look for the positives in this situation. Absolutely. And that is the people who are doing what's needed to be done. Those are the people who, shit, we live by Calabasas, right? Calabasas is bougie as fuck. Lots of rich people. Um, and some of them do not behave in the best way. And I'm finding that, and I found this before out in, in this area I'm not saying all people in this neighborhood are entitled there's a certain there's a certain segment of the area that's entitled mm-hmm. there was a fist at Trader Joe's in that area and I went to uh, I went to one of the grocery stores in the area and they have taped out on the floor yep the six feet ours too and Anytime I go to the grocery store, I'm making a point of saying thank you to the people who are working Me there too. because yeah. they're putting their life on the line so that you can get your bloody toilet paper. Right. And I said thank you to them just at the checkout counter. And one of them started to cry Aww. because they have had so much abuse from people because they had to ask a gentleman kindly, can you please step behind the line? Fuck you. I'm not going to fuck do that i don't have to Are this you is bullshit me? no what i'm not and it's just like you know what everyone's having a shit time right now oh my god it doesn't it does not take much to just no. be a decent human being no it doesn't it takes more energy to be an asshole yeah <sighs> that's fucking horrible it just makes um, me so sad i i have not cried much um yeah i'm sure that we've talked a bit about therapy on this yes. show before um yes. but i have discovered in therapy that the reason i am so high strung is because of events in my life since i was 
younger have sort of uh, molded me to expect that chaos can happen at any time. Right. So I'm always expecting the worst. I'm always like preparing for the absolute worst situation and like hoping for the best. Right. So since this started, well, paranoia brain has been like, see, we knew this. This is why we have a tent. This is why we have all the emergency bags. This is why yeah. we squirreled away seeds. So I've been kind of chill. <laughs> and other people have been like, I can't stop crying. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm fine. Take care of my shit. I know what's going on. Like, I don't feel crazy. And the first time that I cried a bit was when I saw the pictures of New York City just like a ghost town. Yeah. Um, but recently, I have, like I said earlier, I've been doing a lot of art because that's what's kind of keeping me sane. Uh, my husband does not have a job anymore because the gig he was working on ended early due to this pandemic. Uh, and I can't tattoo right now because of the pandemic. So I've been like selling art on Instagram. <clears throat> Please go check it out. Which I'm gonna, um, <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I put I put a link to your stuff in our Instagram stories because even though, you know, you're one of my best mates and we do this podcast together, but I fucking love your artwork. And I bought a piece from you. I know. And, and I totally was like, I feel place. weird taking money from you. But... Shut the fuck up. You're an artist. It's how, <laughs> uh, no. You know, I know. It's hard. So, it's hard. You know, I will, we'll put a link to it. Joy has some fab stuff. Also, I've been wearing the T-shirt that you have that, oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. Which I love that. I don't know if you have any more of those on hand, but God, I, I love I have that T-shirt. world away. So, uh, yeah. Um, but because yeah. I've been doing this, I have started going to the post office more um, because I'm shipping little bits of artwork out here and there. Um, so quick thank you to everyone who uh, is listening that has bought something. I appreciate it like you would not believe. Um but I went to the post office at the beginning of last week, and it looked like the regular post office. <sighs> and um, when I went three or four days later, I send out the packages, and, like, I've got, like, stickers and, like, bright-colored labels on them and stuff, because I'm kind of like, I feel like maybe we need a little exciting, like, fun, joyous thing to see in the mail, like... Stickers of like neon jellyfish and like rainbows and whatever, like just something fun because everything sucks. And I go to the post office to send out another batch and they've got tape blocking things off now. And they have the tape on the floor that's denoting six feet and they have signs everywhere that say, please leave six feet in between or more. And there's a piece of tape between where the customer stands and the employees so that you have to like physically stand away from the counter and like so you have to toss it over almost just about oh, gosh. and as the postal worker he took my packages and some of the stickers I had put on were like a little too close to the top to like put the postage sticker on without covering it you know yeah. and I saw him sort of like trying to figure out I was like you can cover it if you need to I'm, I'm sorry I put it up so high and he's like no we need this now Oh, God. <laughs> like the neon fucking jellyfish that I put on this package. You know, he's like, no, yeah, we need to see this now. We need it more than ever. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought, too. And like the whole walk home, I was just like trying not to blubber because I yeah. just. 
like, I'm trying to just, I don't know, do whatever I can't do. I can't donate money. I have this family that I need to like hoard my own money for now. It's not just me. It's not like when I was a single person, I was like throwing money around to whoever needed it because I could get by on a little bit. Right. I'm just trying to do some things that'll like make people happy or cheer people up. And like seeing that that was echoed back to me by a fucking stranger just hit me, you know, walking into the post office and seeing it all taped up and and then okay. hearing that it that's uh, I know there are bigger things to cry about but it was just I have this tiny little world now in my house with my little plant sprouting on my windowsill in the kitchen and I don't really go that many places and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <clears throat> stop you there because I, when you say there are bigger things to cry about we all we all have we all have a I don't want to say triggers, but we all have our our point where it hits us the most and it becomes a reality. And you know, it's good to cry. I think it's good and healthy to cry and let our emotions out because otherwise that is that will make you sick. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Traditionally, I just need to like blinders, stuff down my feelings and like Mm -hmm. get through it. But this is like a long haul. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I am. I have fibromyalgia on top of all of my other broken body bits. And I've found that I'm having more flare ups during this time. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. What? I just got an email from my company. Oh no. What happened? One of one of the members of our news team passed away because Oh my of... god. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh god. This is why it's so fucking important that people take this seriously. Jesus. I'm sorry, can you give me a minute? Yes, of course. Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> Do you want to stop? We can stop. No, I'm okay. It just makes it, you know, we're sitting here talking about it and it's abstract to a certain extent, but it's not. You know, we've got our local no, hospital has been, yeah, our local <laughs> hospital has been inundated with cases. The problem is they can't say, they can't add it to the statistics that people are dying of this because they don't have the fucking tests. Right. So they're having to write that it was pneumonia. And right. it's just it's devastating. I mean, they've been thinking that's what's screwing up the numbers since it was only in Wuhan. Because doctors were not writing down that it was coronavirus. Well, here's the thing. Since then, 
since then, the doctors in Wuhan, they noticed significant differences in the lungs between patients with pneumonia and patients with coronavirus. So they were then able to start classifying deaths as coronavirus. Over here, they won't let them do that. Now, conspiracy theory says it's because there's a certain somebody who wants to keep the numbers down for the fall, for November. Then there's also just the fact that we don't have the financial assistance to get the tests, which again, whatever. There, at the end of the day, there is no one person who is responsible for this failure. Right. There are a lot of people who are responsible for failing the people of this country. Yes. And it I mean, is the people just... of the world, though, too, because it's not oh, yeah. just the stuff that happens in one country affects others. I mean, look at how many people were still traveling, are still traveling. Like, I was hearing about family yeah. members who were like, well, we had this trip to Mexico planned, so we're going. Oh, God, and I've heard like so many. Week and a half yeah. or two weeks ago. I've heard so many people being like, well, I've got I got tickets to go on a cruise and I don't want to waste them. Shut up. Listen, That's I like wouldn't a- go on a cruise normally anymore. No, I know, me too. Well, although I will say new kids on the block have a cruise. So I might go on that one at some point. But, you know. Or a Disney cruise so that we can just hand off our child to the to the to the fun patrol. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Can we do something? Yeah, can we um change can we the subject? Them, can we tell but, ghost no. stories? <laughs> Here's the thing. This is this is what I'd like to do. I've started doing a gratitude list, a daily gratitude list of things that I'm grateful, obviously things I'm grateful for because it's a fucking gratitude list um I've been doing a gratitude list with some girlfriends and it's helping me keep perspective and it's helping me not spiral into everything shit we're all gonna die um and it's just simple things because I'm seeing I'm we're both seeing friends in the arts that have lost their jobs who don't know how they're gonna pay their rent you know my gratitude comes from we have toilet paper we have groceries. Mm-hmm. We have a roof over our head that we know that we have enough in savings that we can keep it over our head. We have a garden. We have a child who is healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm able to work from home and I have an incredibly supportive team with a boss who understands that I have a small child. And I think that there are people who work from home who don't have families that they're like, oh, this is boring. I can get more work done though. And then they don't understand the juggling that happens. I mean, I'm really fucking lucky that, you know, my husband's show wrapped two weeks early because of being shut down. But I'm grateful for the fact that I have a partner who looks after our child all day so I can work. I mean, just you know, being grateful that you have a partner at all in exactly. this right now because so many people are single primary caregivers and like trying to work or trying to figure out how to keep a roof over their head or food in the house. And like, how do you, like, I keep thinking what strategies I'd have to come up with if it was me alone with right. my child. Like, 
because what I've done in the past is when I've been alone, if like if my husband's gone on work trips for extended periods or whatever, it was like, all right, well, grocery delivery. Okay, well, then I have to do this and I have to have everything delivered or I have to have people come over. Like there's just so much more involved. And then at the same time, all of those parents and caregivers who are doing this by themselves also are like, well, we're just happy that we have a job because there are some people that don't even have a job that are trying to take care of a kid now. And there's just so many levels of what you can be thankful for. (sighs) So I'd like to make a request for those listening to us. You know, we normally put out, you know, well, first of all, if you got a lot of time on your hands right now, pop us an email with your stories. But I'd also like to maybe see if you would like to take a moment, just pop us an email with something that you're grateful for in this time and we'll share it. I'll share it. You know, we'll share it on our podcast page and we'll, you know, we'll read some here because the small things like I flipped our mattress by myself, king size yesterday. Well done. And I had a really good night's sleep. Thank you. Go muscles. Uh, it was It's like CrossFit with those giant wheels, but it's really bendy and very difficult. So his, so my gratitude yesterday. Wait, stop. Hang on. Say was, that again. You're breaking up. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. So my gratitude for yesterday, I took the mattress off our bed Saw the devastation, dust bunnies, Ooh. vacuumed them. Oh, fuck. Um, flipped the mattress, clean sheets, and I slept really well. And also I'm grateful for the fact that I read some research on disrupting sleep patterns in small children so that they don't come into your bedroom at 5.30 in the morning like ours has been. So before I go to bed, last night I went in and gave her little nudges and started whispering because she was out. She was in deep REM sleep. Oh, my God. If you could see my face, I just like unhinged my jaw like a snake. I was just like amazed at this. So I gave her some nudges, started having a conversation by myself, and she was like out 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 and then she started to stare a little bit and rolled over on her side lo and behold she slept till seven this morning so now I'm gonna start so this is what I'm grateful for what are you grateful for I'm grateful for you telling me that really (laughs) (laughs) well see my child has been sick um so my husband has been sleeping on the couch and uh our kid has been sleeping in bed with me and um I guess, I mean, I'm grateful really that he is still able to be at home because we didn't know if he was going to have to see more doctors or go into the hospital. Um, But he seems to be okay now. Uh, We're keeping an eye on his breathing because his tonsils were so swollen that like it, I mean, he was snoring and like having apnea because he just couldn't get any air in. Um, Yeah. So it's been, it's been a, a, nerve-wracking few days um but I'm thankful that my presence settles him enough that he can fall asleep even if that means I am touched out all of the time yeah um it means that 
my son will be sitting on my lap with my arms around him. And he says, mommy, I want to cuddle. And I'm like, what else do you want me to do right now? Because I don't know how else (laughs) to cuddle you. (laughs) But, you know, I love that. I love that in this shit time with him being so poorly Mm -hmm. that you can find gratitude in the fact that he finds comfort from you. You know, and that he is able to find comfort. You know, like, I'll just put my hand on his face when he's having a hard time in the middle of the night. And he just smiles. And I swear I'm not even exaggerating. In the middle of the night, this child will roll over and look for me with his hands and find my face and put his hands on my face and get closer to me and go, hmm, mommy, I love you. Duty. In his sleep. Um, so So, I'm grateful that we have that kind of a bond yeah, and that I can make him feel better with just me because I don't have a lot of other things to help me out right now. So send us your gratitude, the things, even if it's just two things and very simple things, the residuals podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear those things because we'd love to share them because Everyone needs just that something that they can hear and find some some light in this shit sandwich of a situation. And sometimes it's too hard to find the things you're grateful for yourself. So maybe hearing other people having the same things to be grateful for will make you realize that it's not hopeless. I know. I agree. Well, with that. Anyway, we have been yammering for 36 minutes Ah! almost 37 and we've said the word ghost once so let's get back to scaring you well (laughs) but i listen i don't think i'm gonna cut any of this i think i'm just putting it all up there's nothing so far that i feel like should be cut out so Uh, it might just be stream of consciousness pandemic podcast here's the thing i think it's healthy to talk about it and even if it's just if you want to talk back to us, to your, <laughs> to your computer, that's fine. Uh, you know, we'll gladly be your your imaginary friends on the internet. You know what? We're not imaginary. We are your friends. We love you. We care about you. We're concerned about you. And that's why we want to be, you know, there for you in this awful dumpster fire to just, you know, give you a break from what's going on. But, uh, yeah, how are you? I'm I'm all right. We're going to I'm just going to jump in, I guess, into the story now. Let's do, do it. That? You go first. You go first. Right. You go first. Wait, you want to <clears throat> do rock paper scissors? No, I'll just go first. Look at that. I'll just do it. Do it. Make it right on the chin. Do it. Right now. All right. Uh, okay. sip of coffee. So, the year was in the year 2000. In the year um oh yeah for the young people that's a a conan joke well like conan um so i had recently moved in with my fiance who is not the person i'm married to i was just gonna say can you clarify uh i was 21 um, I had just finished college December 99, 
and had my birthday and then moved to Vernon Rockville, Connecticut, which is a was a tiny mill town outside of Stores, Connecticut, where Yukon is. And I was there because said fiance was in Yukon going to school. Mm-hmm. So we moved into an apartment. It was the first time I cohabitated. It's the mm-hmm. first time I had an apartment outside of my parents' abode. Uh, and we found this cute apartment mm-hmm. in this little town where the zip code was 06066. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, we lived across the street from a hospital, which occasionally would airlift people out, and the helicopter went right by our window and shook the windows. <laughs> the first time it happened, I woke up thinking I was being abducted by aliens. Holy shit. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, <laughs> so we moved into this apartment building that was converted into apartments after originally being a Masonic temple. (laughs) Did you find any secret thingies? No, uh, but it was just a weird place. Like the windows were all original, like rope with the weights. Uh, They were really big windows. That's why the helicopters would rattle down the line. I love those windows. Yeah, they were super cool. But it was, I mean, it was a lot of original stuff. You know, obviously the apartments were all new, but a lot of it was exposed brick. Um, I mean, there's a lot of that original work to hold all of that residual energy. So things happened on and off there. Like what? Uh, cabinet doors would be open in the kitchen another tv situation where it would just go on and off or change channels while we were watching it and the remote was next to us and it would just like flip up a couple of channels or the volume would go up yeah so weird things would happen often and not just to me not just to my boyfriend but like my sister would come up and visit and she'd be like what why did your tv just change channels on me or like i looked at the cabinet in the kitchen and it was open and i swear everything was closed before when i looked over so just odd little things like that happen all the time and it always just felt weird it was just one of those places that had like i don't know like uh voyeur vibes <laughs> like the ghosts were oh, like hanging like out. you were being watched constantly you, did you feel like you're being watched always i never felt like i was alone in that place um, it was the kind of place that, like, if you walked down the hall, I think we had to go, like, down the hall and up the stairs to the laundry room. It was one of those places where, like, it'd be a long hallway and you'd feel like someone was, like, popping out around the corner to look at you. Ugh. Like, that kind of stuff. But I never really saw that, but I always felt like there was something around. All right. So there's all these things that go on. And uh, one night... <laughs> It's a very short story, but it's amusing. <laughs> One night, my boyfriend and I were making out. Yes, you do. Right? You know, we're 21. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you saying that you had a paranormal threesome? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I know. It was definitely not that. Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me. We were in the middle of things. <laughs> of things. There were lots of things. We were in the middle of stuff. And uh, all of a sudden... From the living room, I hear a dial tone. What? Be- because our landline, because this was the beginning of 2000 and people right. still had those, 
the speakerphone went on. What? <laughs> All of a sudden, ee, 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 in the other room. And we both look at each other and I was like, uh, let me let me go shut that off real quick. So I go back over and I look at the phone and like the speaker light is on, the button is pressed. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? So I click the speaker button, light goes off, but I can still hear a dial tone because the receiver is slightly off of the (gasps) cradle. So I can hear the dial tone in the receiver. No. Yeah. So I had to like jiggle it back on the the cradle to get it to like like shut off. And I was like, stunned i'm like completely stunned and i go back in the bedroom and my boyfriend's all like all right so back to business and i was like get the hell off of me Don't no, we're me. not we're not continuing what we were doing and he's like what do you mean why not and i was like uh because whatever's here obviously is not interested in us doing it right now Jesus. and i was like how could you even think about it? <laughs> get off of me don't touch me the rest of the night like <laughs> did anything like that happen again when you guys would start to get uh friendly and frisky no, but we didn't as much because things went very quickly downhill after that. I mean, maybe, honestly, maybe that was uh, them letting you know, hey, not the right decision, not the right person. Maybe, because, I mean, whew, <laughs> things, things got bad. In there you go. <laughs> I mean, there were there were some situations where I was just like, what am I doing with my life right now? This is insane. Right. And by the end of... Uh, not even the end of our lease. I mean, I I think probably eight months into us living there, it was just like, okay, this isn't working. Right. And like, and we were kids, you know, we didn't have like a ton of money. So we had brought up our separate twin beds and put them together for one big bed. <laughs> so he came home one day and I had like split them and put the nightstand in between them. Like, no, 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 we sleep now if you sleep here. You're like a little 1960s era couple. Because it, it like, things were just done. And I was yeah. like, well, we're stuck with this lease. So. Ugh. Oh. oh, shit. But yeah, man, well, the I... ghosts were just like, nah, man, F that. Put your clothes on. Go to bed. Yeah. And <laughs> maybe leave this person. And may- maybe reconsider your life choices. <laughs> Look at your life. Look at your choices. Yeah, yeah. So, talking about things uh, doing odd shit by themselves, mm. I I have insomnia. You know this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't Who sleep. Doesn't? I know. Well, especially right now. Before <laughs> pre pre pandemic, um, I couldn't sleep because um, of my insomnia, and um, I was up in the living room and sitting on the computer it's like 12 30 at night and I all the lights were out right and so in our in our living room the way it's set up is we've got a half wall uh, separating a hallway from the living room area mm-hmm. and that's where our sofa is against and then like on the other side of that is the door to my husband's office and on the sofa farting about um both dogs are asleep the cat's asleep and i hear 
a click, loud click. And the light in my husband's office has come on, the ceiling fan light. Oh, God. And my first thought, because it's uh, it's remote control, it's one of those remote control ones as well, mm-hmm. but you still have to turn it on at the wall. My first thought is, oh, the cat must have stepped on it. But then I realized the cat's fast asleep next to me. Oh, shit. And also, I distinctly remember my husband turning it off at the wall when he went to bed. Uh... And instead of feeling scared... He was really irritated. He's like, what the fuck is this shit? And I got up and I went into the room to turn it off. And I just went, cut this shit out. It's not funny. And I turned off the light switch and went back into the living room. And so I'm sat back on the living room, still with no lights on, because why would I do that? On my laptop. And I suddenly felt that feeling that you know you feel when you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And it was on the, it felt like somebody was on the other side of the half wall. Oh, my God. Like, almost play and seek. Not mm-hmm. like a nasty feeling, like a nasty person, but almost like, like a mischievous. Impish, like kid feeling. Well, not even that. Yeah, just like childish something. Yeah. And that's when I got scared because, you know, we had activity at our old house that was focused on our daughter. So but you've had stuff happen at this house. I know. But this just felt, this was like, we'd had the light go on and off in our laundry room before. The, this one was just too much. Um, but the laundry room, the one in, because in the, laundry the laundry room, room is next to the office, right? So, okay, so the hallway that the office door is off of goes straight into our kitchen. And so off our kitchen is the laundry room, which is connected to a half bath, which is connected to the office. Okay. But they're all in this little area of the house, right? Right. So the laundry room light, when that was going on and off one evening that light switch wasn't touched because what I went in when it was off and the light switch was still switched on, but the bulb Mm -hmm. wasn't dodgy. It was a new bulb. My husband's, I heard the actual click in the office of the, so because we'd had that activity around our daughter at our old house, the first bedroom door to get to was her room. And I have never run that fast in our house before. And I bolted into her room and I got in bed with her and slept with her that night because I was just scared. But the next morning, well, she kept waking up that night going, Mommy, please stop making noises. Because I snore. <laughs> <laughs> and the next morning, she said, Mommy, you're really noisy last night. I'm really tired. But that's, whatever, that's a separate thing. Um, but that yeah, was so. Paranormal. <laughs> that was not paranormal. That's just, that's just having broken my nose four times and having five different surgeries to try and correct my sinuses, none of them working properly. Whatever. But, um, yeah, so that that happened. It hasn't happened since. Um, but it just, Shit. it was odd. And I have been saging now. Um, but it was oh, just yeah, not cool. But, okay, so I'm going to tell you a story about college. Yes. It was my senior year of university. Um, 
the university I went to on the East Coast had a bad reputation of being a party school. Um, we, our Halloweens were, were huge. We were off of I-95 going right up and down the East Coast. So people would come, people would come down from New York to come for Halloween at our school. We had that. We had the. We had. We were tear gassed at <gasps> Halloween. Oh my god! That's the kind of school I went to. So oh, you get the. We were number playing. one. No, we were number one on the Playboy party school list for a few years to the point that they had to disqualify us from being a contender. So that that was that. Um, but anyway, so I was on academic probation and eventually suspended for a semester because I put partying ahead of actually going to school mm-hmm. and so um last year of school I, I it was the spring semester I was suspended for so I went back I did um shit I did 30 credits over summer school and mm. then I did a, a full fall semester so I moved into my own apartment that May June time and it was the first time I'd lived by myself. And what it was, it was an old craftsman style home split into four apartments in the house and an ADU in the back, like a garage that had been made into an apartment. What's an ADU? Uh, I don't know. People, it's a, a something dwelling. It's a, it's like a guest house situation. Mm. I can't remember what like ADU. Hang on, let me Google it because I don't want to sound Aug- like a twat. Auxiliary domicile unit additional dormitory <laughs> unit <laughs> adjacent dwelling I still only come up with unit <laughs> oh no you're right it's accessory dwelling unit accessory okay Nothing, nothing like accessories in your house with a yeah, guest house. It goes so well together. Um, yeah, <laughs> accessory dwelling unit. Who knew? Anyway, so I like learning the, things. Thank you. The more you know. So um, the way it was set up was front part of the house was an apartment, middle was an apartment, back was an apartment upstairs Mm -hmm. apartment in the house and then we had the back thing so the way you went into the middle apartment it was very odd um the door from the outside it went in and it was stairs up to the upstairs apartment Mm -hmm. straight ahead of you to the left when you went in was the front door of the middle apartment but to the right was the kitchen so you had to come out your front door walk across the hallway go into the kitchen so the kitchen I lived in the back apartment so the kitchen was right against my living room. It was just a really fucking odd house. Anyway, so shortly after I moved in, when you walked into my place, there was a tiny living room with a tiny kitchen. And then you walked through the living room and there was this massive fucking room. Like I'm talking 20 foot ceilings. It was insane. Oh. It was insane. And it was just a very odd setup. My bathroom was off that. And then my bedroom was off of that too. And the bedroom was also like a tiny tiny low ceiling it was just a very strange house so when I first moved in I started smelling burning smells and I thought that my neighbor was just a really shit cook and kept burning (laughs) everything like it was not good and so um then I started having problems with my telly uh, Mm. uh, 
done enough randomly because it was uh it was 2000 i think 99 2000 so um you know, you have a home phone, and I had that Motorola one, like mm-hmm. like the Radio Shack one that has like the rubber antenna and what have you. Yeah. And I would get really bad static on it, really bad interference when I was on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, which I didn't really think about because it's an old house. Figured it was dodgy wiring, dodgy phone stuff. So um, I got to know my neighbour. One night we're sitting out on the stoop having a drink. And I mentioned to her, "Are you? have you been burning stuff in your kitchen? And she said, no, I, I thought it was you. <gasps> We'd both been smelling burning. Whoa. It wasn't us. wasn't any of the other neighbours. So then we just started, you know, we became good mates. I became good mates with her and, and the girl in the back apartment. And weird things started happening. So... On the East Coast, in the area I was in the South, uh, because we were kind of close to the actual coastline itself, you would get bad electrical storms in the summer. It was fucking Mm -hmm. humid. You always had 100% humidity. And in the summertime, that meant that we would have thunderstorms almost like daily. So at the time, I'd made, I was in a relationship with somebody who was in a jam band and I was so embarrassed, I would tell people that he was in a funk jazz fusion band. So, <laughs> as you do. Um, and so, and <laughs> he lived on a school bus. Could it get any better? I don't know. Um, but he, he was also a painter. So I really like that. <laughs> It's a funk jazz fusion outfit, you guys. It's totally different. It's sophisticated. Um, so he would come and stay at my house for, you know, a, a week or so when they weren't playing frat houses. And um, and so, you know, he would paint in my house. He painted in oils exclusively because, you know, as you do. Um so I had his paintings around the house. Some were, you know, mid-process and others were completed. Um, and I would travel on the weekends to go and stay with him on the school bus. Um, I but can't when wait I to talk to you about this more off the air. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't making very good life decisions at the time, but that is... This was the same time for me. This was the same period that I was having telephone issues with ghosts and life choice problems. Yeah. Not my best thing. So anyway, um, Jesus, it's... uh, God, it really was 20 years ago, though. He was the one that I actually... He was the one that ended up stalking me. Oh, God. So... He was into... I don't... He wrote in on. Yeah. Fuck off on your school bus. Anyway... So I would go out of town on the regular to go stay on the school bus. And um, when I would leave town, I would close the blinds uh, by, you know, because I didn't want it. You know, I we had a we had absolute we had a fraternity house behind our house with a mm. bunch of fuckwad shit bags. And the fraternity itself has a horrific reputation nationwide for their behavior towards women, especially. So. Um, even though we had a fence, we had a lovely backyard, they would come up our driveway all the time and use it as a shortcut. 
to to skip the additional 200 feet it would take for them to get to their house so you know we were a bunch of single girls living alone you know so anytime I'd go out of town I would close the blinds and stuff and I would unplug all of my electric so I'd unplug the telly Mm -hmm. things like that just because power surges it was an old house thunderstorms I do all that stuff too yeah so you know when I was home I'd go out with those girlfriends that I was neighbors with and so um it started happening that when I'd be back in town they'd say to me why didn't you come to the door the other night we we were going out this weekend and we came to get you and you wouldn't answer the door are you all right no idea what they're talking about and I was like well I was out of town they were like no you weren't yeah yes I was well we saw your tv on through your blinds we saw the flickering of the tv so it escalated to them seeing a silhouette of someone standing in my kitchen window. Oh, my God. Looking into the back garden. Oh, my God. And shit started ramping up. And I started smelling cold cream just in the bedroom. I was smelling wow. cold cream. Which I don't use. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and my neighbor. So our house. Our, the way the house was our apartments had been connected by a big hallway and they'd closed off that hallway with just drywall and Mm -hmm. I had a big walk-in closet and the back of that closet was drywall which was her hallway went into her apartment okay and she started waking up to see a young girl in a white nightdress walking down the hallway and past her bedroom I wasn't seeing anything I was just smelling things and it was starting to get really intense um, when it was leading up to graduation. Hold up. Is this single white apparition house? No. No, it's dorm. not. That was my dorm. Because you had a roommate, year. right? Yeah. So, so this that was is the same school. Yeah, same school. Okay. So this was, that was my dorm freshman year. This is an apartment on the other side of campus. Jesus. So shit started ramping up really bad. And I started feeling very uncomfortable in my home. Um, in a not good way like it wasn't just like okay there's someone else here and they don't mean anything and it's or it's just like it's a residual memory the house is having it was something that was happening that was ramping up mm-hmm. and um, it got to the point that I came home one day from school and the second I walked into the front door my apartment felt really I did not feel safe if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah and I, you walked in and um, I immediately got hit by the overwhelming aroma of flowers, roses. Whoa. And so I was like, I need to get out of here. I do not feel safe. And I ran to my bedroom and I had to, to get through to get to my bedroom. I had to run through that big room uh, with the high ceilings that was connected to my neighbor's apartment. Mm-hmm. And that was where my horrific boyfriend at the time had his paintings hung. And I realized that they were weeping oil. And oil paintings don't do that. And I've got mates that, you know, were art majors and they, you know, that's what their career is now is art. And every single one of them has said that doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. Um, And these are paintings that have been cured for a while. And um, it was the fall. And so we would get ice storms and snow occasionally up there. So there was no reason for it to be happening. It wasn't near a heat or nothing. Right. And when I saw that, I was just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. It's like a horror movie. It was awful, oh Joy. 
and I went and stayed at my best mate Melvin's house for an entire week. I refused to go back and he ended up going back to get me stuff that I needed. And he's he was a big skeptic and he even said that he couldn't get out of there fast enough. So wow. I had to go back there and live. And the only thing that kept happening was the phone and the TV fritzing, but it was just it was so uncomfortable for the next month before graduation. So I, I graduated and I moved out and um, a friend of mine who now actually also has a podcast called What's Your Weird Story? And I was on there and I, I know it's great. Um, his name is Adam. And I was actually on their podcast talking about it. He moved in immediately after I moved out. He had no experiences, none, wow. nothing. Um I wonder if single white apparition followed you across campus. Well, here's what happened. Neighbor and I met I just neighbor. don't trust that bitch. <laughs> so my neighbor and I ended up going to the library because this is before, you know, the internet. The only thing I really used the internet was for Napster and downloading viruses onto my computer. Because <laughs> what else are you going to do? So we went to the library and we started looking up the history of our town mm. and what we found was it was a hotbed for revivals back in the day religious revivals oh. the fraternity house behind us was originally a big house that was lived in by one of the main revivalist leader oh. things and our house was original our house was built like in the 20s or 30s or some mm. shit like that um and so we found that there had been a fire in that general area and most likely our house had been one of the houses that had been on fire, which was why we were smelling burning is what we came to the general consensus of. But that's something that's continued for you. Yeah. Well, oh, fuck, yeah. Premonition-wise, I mean. Well, I mean, that, I mean, yeah, the thing with the, but the thing is, is that house never caught on fire when I was there and it, it, nothing happened to it after I left. I'm just wondering if it's something that you pick up on. This is something I want to get into in another time because I'm still yeah. sorting out how to figure it out in my head myself. But like having experiences, do things imprint on you and then are you more susceptible to certain things that are related to that afterward? Yeah. I don't know. Um, because since I retold the story about Newport yeah um, and the Ouija board thing and everything I remember like I remember saying oh and I felt really comfortable there after that no problem Newport is just this one place that like I get choked up seeing pictures of it because I just miss it so much and I feel like so much of like for lack of a better word like my soul is there Right. Like even through like all of the horrible stuff, because I went through some really horrible stuff in that place at right. different times in my life. But like, I just always want to be there and I always miss it. And like friends that still live there will post pictures or videos of certain places and I just get teary eyed or like fucking Amy Bruni from Kindred Spirits. Yeah. She lives there and posts stuff and tags Newport all the time. And like, I'll just see the tag and know that she's there and be like, oh, my heart. Like, I miss it so much. Is it because of something that happened yeah. that night? 
Like, is there just some piece of me that it's just like I have I've been thinking about that since um, since I told that story again. So that reminds me. The night that the light turned on in my Mm -hmm. husband's office, I had for about 10 minutes or so been watching a paranormal show on Netflix that you told me to watch. But uh, after it was bros again being like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So it was bros in an old hospital that someone had bought just so they could do paranormal tours and bullshit. And they were like, we're going to set up a Ouija board and we're going to put on blindfolds and we're going to put our our hands on it. And Amy Allen is somewhere screaming and she doesn't know why. (laughs) Yeah, she just wakes up from a from a bad dream screaming. And, you know, it was one of those things where they would have those, the interviews set up and the guys would be like, so then, this, I don't know what happened. It's like smoke they're just in the like, background. Jesus Christ. So they're doing Ouija board shit. And I was like, this is, no, I'm not going to do one of this. Come at me, pussy ghost bullshit shows. Turned it off. And it was within 15 minutes of turning it <gasps> off that my light turned on. So all I could think was, did that trigger it? Did what they were doing with the Ouija board come through my Netflix account? No, I, I think don't maybe know. they just wanted to see what happened and you shut off a show they were watching. Yeah. They were just peeking over they the wall like, watching the show sake. with you. Yeah. Don't turn it off. I want to binge it. See how so, I put this light on? Put that show yeah. back on. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> they were like, I just... They're like the, the paranormal equivalent of, are you still watching? Do you want to keep watching? <laughs> When you're in mid binge, <laughs> fuck. That was like one of the first things my kid could read. Oh no, mom, are we still watching? Hit yes. No. <laughs> Dude. <sighs> oh my god. Um, I really so, love that we're able to do this. I'm so excited about it. I feel I'm like this will <laughs> make podcasting just, much easier. I'm missing your face. Um, well, let's do this again soon. And. Yes, please. I love you, and I'm glad that you're feeling better, and I hope your tiny pickle feels better, Um, you know, and take care of yourself, and let's do this again sometime real soon. Yes. I mean, I'm going to see how, uh, I'll see how easy it is to get this sorted, Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it will be easy, because I feel like... I mean, at home, it's it's hard, just so everybody knows outside. I can't believe my child has not burst through that door while we've been recording this for I the know. last hour and 16 minutes, according to the thing. Um, so I'm going to peace out with my good luck now. Yeah. I mean, I had to go into the garage because you could hear trolls coming loudly from the other room. So it's Right. Funny. Oh, uh, not trolls. I thought you were just calling your family trolls. Well, when you I mean... But yeah, if we can do this, I mean, even if it's like after bedtime at some point when he's not sleeping. Well, I mean, uh, even with that, it means that then we're already set up, ready to go. And, you know. And this was much easier to set up than doing uh, all the shit. And then we don't have to, you know, drive an hour each way to each other's houses. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, stay safe. Those of you, you know, listening, we love you. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Pop stay us home. an email. Yes, yeah, stay. Stay the fuck home and wash your fucking hands. Like, seriously. Just don't be a. Tw- don't fight people at the grocery store. Say thank you to the. You know, say thank you to your to your mail person. Say thank you to the people at the grocery store. Say thank you 
to just even if you're passing someone on the street, just cross smile. the road. Just but then smile and yeah. say hi. Like yeah. be a human. We're social creatures. Even though we're used to having our faces buried in our phones and not being around, like if this doesn't prove that we are social creatures that need like actual in-person communication, I don't know what will. Right. Like exactly. you're talking about your neighbors talking to you now. Like this is the time when everybody realizes, oh shit, I do actually like having some kind of social interaction. Right. Exactly. I'm not saying it has to be a lot. I'm not saying you have to be best fucking friends with everybody right. you meet on the street. But when you walk by someone, make some eye contact, wave your hand from a safe motherfucking distance your and clean say hand hi. that you just washed. Your clean right. hand. Just say hi. Appreciate so, the people that are out there working all the time. So here's here's a mission should you wish to accept it. Yes. Dun 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 dun. Email address the residuals podcast at gmail.com. Send us your stories, you know, send us your stories about things that you've experienced. Send us your questions about things you've experienced that you're not sure about. And send us the things that you're grateful for uh, so we can share it with others because it really does make a difference. So we love you. We love you so much. Um, Oh, you know what else? Because I check our numbers obsessively, maybe. Uh, We've had 1,700 downloads wow 1700 dudes thank you from the bottom of my tiny cold black icy heart thank you (laughs) from yeah we we appreciate you so much so you know tell people about us rate and review us nicely on your chosen (laughs) thank you Thank you, purple-planet.com. Exactly. And, you know, thank you for tuning in. Tell your mates. Tell the post office people and the cash thank out you. people when you say thank you. Thank you for thank washing you your my hands husband. and saying home. Thank you thanks for my, to hus- Tim. my husband for setting this up. Thanks to my <laughs> husband for... Exactly. Thanks to my husband for keeping our kid entertained yeah, that's what all week and right way. now. And thank you for listening. And in the meantime, wash your hands. Stay home and don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. I mean I mean I I still am for sure. <laughs> I'm probably right. more afraid of the dark now. No shit. I love you, Joy. <laughs> I love you, Emily. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Let's do our intro now mm. and then say after it, if you want to just get, if you want to skip our pandemic thing, yeah, go forward half an hour. <laughs>